Any parent with a sound mind certainly wants his or her child to become a successful adult with a sound mind of his or her own. Yet, how many parents today can agree on what constitutes success? After all, studies show that our culture seems to be influencing our thinking way more than God and His Word are these days. So, are we really sure we can even agree on what a sound mind actually looks like anymore? And for those of us who actually do agree on terms, how many of us approach our parenting with intent so as to help our kids achieve success? We often refer to the culture as our child's other parent, and that other parent has been doing a whale of a job undermining any success we may have otherwise hoped for for our kids. But instead of dooming the next generation to failure, today we're going to focus on grooming the next generation for success. That's today on License to Parent. Well, welcome once again to License to Parent, your weekly dose of cultural reality focusing on the tougher issues that don't get covered much elsewhere, especially as it pertains to raising our kids. Our proving ground is Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered wilderness-based residential program working with teens in crisis and by extension with their families. Our host on the program is Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill, and I'm Rich Rosel. And Trace, you know, we have said it many times here that parents and kids are now living in a culture that's nothing less than toxic. Mm-hmm. At least anyone trying to live a pure, obedient, and what we would call fulfilled life before God. So I guess this is the big question. We really do have to be a lot more intentional about parenting our kids to be the next Daniels, the Josephs, mm-hmm. the Ruths, and the Esters that they need to be to bring about the kind of successes that Scripture calls for. When it calls for, I guess, in fact, what we call the abundant life, that that is our goal, isn't it? Spot on, Rich. I mean, the, the days of solely relying on church attendance help build our kids' character and spiritual well-being. Those days are over, man. Uh, yeah. And and this is especially true uh, now that the Internet is proliferating uh, our culture's new morality. Uh, so Christian parents now have to do what Christian parents in other cultures around the world have had to do for over 2,000 years. And, and that's become serious and intentional about their faith and the spiritual well-being and success of their families, however one defines success. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, our kids are going to fall prey to the same vain philosophies, grand delusions, and appetites that have now permeated our entire society. I mean, we've lost our minds in this country. Uh, someone once said, I forget who it was, but uh, it's, not a, uh, it's not a sign of good health uh, to be well-adjusted to a sick society. Uh, but that's right where we're at today. Hmm. Uh, smoking weed and you know watching porn and video game addiction uh, r- rarely produce any lasting satisfaction or success, and they darn sure rarely produce a paycheck either. But sadly, you know these things are becoming the new normal for kids and adults as well. I know fifty-year-olds still playing video games, and not the same video games that their, their kids are playing. From my experience at Shepherd's Hill, so many of the intellectual, uh, social, psychological, emotional, and behavioral problems that are plaguing our kids today, uh, they're coming as a direct result of simply growing up in a society ripe with systemic moral problems, values that are 180 degrees from those that built this nation. But in using all those $10 words, uh, I could have just used one word because really the preeminent problem uh, is a spiritual one. Yeah, uh, we're, yeah. we're no longer a wise people, Rich. Uh, we're in a spiritual crisis, and we don't know it. Uh, and the reason I'm often hesitant to to link our systemic cultural problem with the word spiritual is because you know the term is is now seen as a fairy tale in the eyes of so many uh, so many people today. And remarkably, 
even in the eyes of uh, many self-proclaimed Christians. That that really is something that we're dealing with all across the board, is a it, change of terms, a change of definitions, and we don't even know how to communicate That's the crux anymore. of most of our yeah. problems, and we've done a lot of programs on that. Uh, uh, I, I believe that's exactly right. But the term spirituality is, is a word uh, viewed as a, as a metaphysical construct only today by, by uh, the secularized uh, citizenry that we now have. And therefore, it's no longer deemed to be, a, be as credible as those, you know, those empirical truths that can be observed with the five senses. Uh, but, you know, as I've mentioned on previous programs, uh, there's a lot of things you can't prove. You can't prove love. You can't prove that the contents of your dreams, I mean, you, you Prove me you ever had an idea. You can't empirically prove that. Um, you know, but uh, you know, regardless of having no empirical evidence, those things uh, we all know that they're realities nonetheless. Uh, but in our postmodern and relativistic world, we now pick and choose our realities, not by logic or where the objective evidence takes us, but by how something makes us feel. Uh, no longer do, do facts trump feelings. Feelings now trump facts. And consequently, today, everyone does what's right in his own eyes. And I don't feel very good about that. <laughs> well, you shouldn't. <laughs> and, and, and this includes our kids. Um, and, and even if you didn't take into account all the biblical and spiritual principles, priorities, and values that America has abandoned in recent times, what the heck ever happened to our logic and common sense? You know, I mean, uh, taking wisdom and morality uh, uh, you know, right out of the equation for a moment— uh, any Category 5 moron ought to conclude that when one pro athlete's annual paycheck could bankroll a small city's entire police force, fire department, and public school teachers' annual combined payroll, our values and priorities make no yep. sense. But that's the new American success story, and uh, you know we've uh, now bought it all hook, line, and sinker. So I'm really looking forward to our guests helping us sort, uh, sort this stuff out uh, for the sake of our kids, our families, our country— and the good name of our Lord Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, let me introduce her right now. Danny Johnson has taught hundreds of thousands of people around the world about business and money and relationships, all while adding more enjoyment and fun to the mix, so that's always a good thing. Her goal is that they may live a truly uncommon life, and as I said before, the abundant life. Uh, as a seasoned entrepreneur, Danny Johnson has moved from rags to riches, becoming a multimillionaire in the process. Uh, she's a best-selling author and international speaker. She hosts both radio and television programs. She's regularly called upon by major media outlets for her expertise in business and finance, relationships, and, yes, spirituality. By the way, much of her story was brought to light on the ABC show Secret Millionaire. Of course, uh, this is all a parenting program, so let me mention that Danny is also a devoted wife. She's a mother of five children and has seven grandchildren. That trumps me. And uh, she seeks to serve God in her life both personally and professionally. Danny now leads and coaches with a passionate desire to see people not only succeed but thrive in the marketplace. And the reason we've asked her to join us here today is to discuss her new book, Grooming the Next Generation for Success. Proven Strategies for Raising the Next Generation of Leaders. Danny, welcome to Licensed to Parent. Thanks so much, Rich and Trace, for having me today. We appreciate your sitting through our long melee of the problems we're seeing, but we felt we had to set the table so you'd know what you were walking into. <laughs> well, I see Warning. the table has been set very nicely, and I'm ready to talk about us either grooming the next generation for failure or grooming them for success. Well, we'd, we'd go for the success yeah. option, if you don't mind. Yeah. And when you talk about grooming our kids for success, uh, generally speaking, 
what does grooming actually look like and how should parents define success? Uh, you know, I've been studying success for almost 30 years. Actually, it has been 30 years that I've been studying that. And what I noticed with successful, even generationally successful families, is that they actually use that term, grooming their son for being a CEO or grooming their son for Wimbledon or grooming their son for the presidency. You know, as I would study history even, you know, people that, that had huge influence around the world, they use that term and that I noticed you know, people like me, you know, where I was raised on welfare in a drug-infested home. And so when, when you grow up like that, you certainly were not groomed to succeed. I was clearly groomed to fail. And so when I would look at these families that grew up on the other side of the tracks or these, these people that were successful and powerful and influential, they had a totally different way of raising kids. And what I began to notice um, was that my clients, so many of them had been groomed to fail in business. They've been mm -hmm. groomed to fail in their relationships. They were not taught appropriate communication skills. They were not taught how to motivate themselves or others. They were not taught how to manage money, how to become an investor, just like I wasn't taught these things. And so as I had to learn as a young person how to succeed after being a homeless woman and having to, you know, heal from everything from my past and all the trauma in my childhood, these things I had to learn. And I realized that as I was working with our clients and helping other people to become successful, they also were never trained some very basic and important things that are necessary to succeed in a marriage, necessary to succeed with being a parent, necessary to succeed in the workforce, and necessary to succeed financially, and last, most importantly, to succeed spiritually, to be whole mm -hmm. as a person, to be emotionally sound, mentally sound, someone is grooming your children to fail yeah. right now. Our society well, is grooming your children to fail right now. Yep. They absolutely are. Uh, do you see this transformation that, that took place in your life uh, as any way supernatural? <laughs> The transformation in my life was clearly because of God. I mean, come on, 28 years ago, here in a couple of months, I was a homeless woman who was a druggie who was sleeping around and giving my body over to anybody that would have me. And the morning after, I had done the worst thing, the thing I said I would never do, which was cocaine, because in my teen years, my parents uh, invited cocaine into the house, and that increased the violence crazily, Rich. Mm. And so after that line of cocaine the very next morning. I have no idea where I had slept or who with that night. And the next day tried to sell my body, Rich and Trace. I tried to sell my body at 21 years old for another line of cocaine. And fortunately, nobody had any. Wow. So that I got upset because I couldn't find any more cocaine because that first line just gripped me so strong and so much control over my mind, my body, and my spirit that I went and I dove into the ocean underneath a wave and heard a voice tell me to pick up my mat and walk. That was the voice of the living God. He reached out to me that day and led me out of this horrific lifestyle that I was living, guided me the next day to start a business from the trunk of my car in a payphone booth. My first year, I made a quarter of a million dollars. By the end of my second year, I made my first million. Today, as a multimillionaire, 100% of the profits from our business go straight to the poor, and I take no salary. That salary is signed over to King's Ransom 
Foundation, which is kingsransom.org, and they take care of thousands and tens of thousands of orphans with that money. That's all. I'd call that supernatural, wouldn't you, Rich? Yeah. I, I would call it supernatural. <laughs> and you know what's interesting, though? Danny, so much of the part of your story that led you into the rags part of Rags to Riches, uh, a lot of that is is stuff that many people listening to this we hope would never go through. Mm, but they do. The things you do, the things you described first about the things that you weren't taught, we weren't taught, nobody is taught. That will lead people into as big a financial wreck, which can then wreck all of the rest of it. It's uh, it's absolutely astounding. I'm, I'm grateful that most of us have not had to suffer what you've had to suffer through. But, oh, my, what it has done in you to give you the drive and the character and to teach you to be stalwart and, and strong in your message is uh, is fabulous. And, and, and Danny, uh, you know, for every story like yours, uh, you know, there's probably 100,000 others. Oh, yeah. Uh, that are more congruent with the south side of Chicago, you know, where, where kids are getting uh, uh, shot down. Uh, we're losing more kids in Chicago than we are in Iraq. Do you see this lack of, of grooming uh, for success, the fact that uh, there just aren't dads in the home? It's not just that men are not in the home. I mean, you know, yes, we've got millions of homes that don't have fathers in it, but we also have millions and millions and millions more homes where the marriage is a mess and or it's boring or it's okay. And I'm sorry to tell you, but the women have been programmed, have been trained, and so have the children have been programmed and trained to dishonor, disrespect, to disassociate even, even to take him down from his position of leadership, of spiritual leadership, leader, a provider even, of priest of the household, mm-hmm. protector of the household. He literally is being attacked on all sides by the women and the children as well as society. So it's not just the homes uh, that, that don't have fathers in it. It's also the homes, which are the majority of the homes, that have fathers in it who on a daily basis, he's fighting hard to provide for his family. He comes home and he's being disrespected and dishonored in the home, first by his wife. That's right. Who doesn't understand his role or position and is looking to him to fulfill all of her needs. She's jealous of her neighbor and her her car and her neighbor's drapes and her neighbor's furniture and her neighbor's diamond <laughs> ring. And she is Facebook coming page. at him, her Facebook page, coming at him, complaining, how come we don't make enough? How come you're not more successful? It's like, girlfriend, it takes two to make that man <laughs> successful, not just one. You're supposed to yeah. come alongside him. Those kids are supposed to come alongside him. Let's just go back to the beginning of my marriage. I was the emasculating woman. I was horrifying Trace and Rich to my husband. I was terrible to Hans. I was evil to him. And I grew up in a home where the man was always the, the guy that's being attacked. And, the, and now, mind you, my father that raised me, who I found out when I was eight, uh, 17 and a half, he wasn't my dad. But the bottom line is, is that, that that man was violent. He was very abusive. And he never went to work. And my mother ne- never went to work. They never had a job. Um, they just sat around and did drugs all day long. But my point is, is that the whole, my whole family of uh, largely Italian on my mother's side, 
they all hated men, and most of them were single mothers. And, and so all they would do is just be verbally horrible to the men. I learned this, and as soon as I get married, man, I was trained to fail in relationship because of the abuse. I was trained to, re- to fail in the relationship because of the lack of honor and respect that I witnessed in the home. And of course that provoked my father to rage. Of course that provoked him to the verbal abuse and the mental abuse. And the bottom line is, is that it takes an environment to create success and it also takes an environment to create failure and we were trained to succeed or we were trained to fail and right now your kids are being groomed to fail by school they're being groomed to fail by television they're being groomed to fail in music in the books that you're not paying attention to that that they are reading right now they are being groomed to fail by the YouTube videos that you are not even paying attention that they are watching social media They, they are being groomed to fail by social media that you're not even paying attention that they are watching the little tiny videos on Instagram, long videos on Facebook, YouTube, you name it. They are being groomed to fail. They're being groomed to fail financially, especially. Yeah, many parents are just absolutely clueless as to what their kids are engaged in uh, and, 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 and exposed to. They're clueless. I see it all the time. They think they know They're what their kids... They're too busy distracted themselves. Their yeah, ch- parents yeah, are too true. busy distracted in all of those arenas themselves that they're not even paying attention. That's that's to true. the fact that their kid is being trained to be in debt just like they are. Even though the yeah. parents are suffering under that debt, their kids are being trained to be yeah. debt slaves. Well, I want to give a message. slaves just like them. <laughs> I want to give a message to the men out there. I don't know. Rich is waving at me. We're coming up on a break. But uh, I heard Tony Evans. He said, men, women aren't going to give this authority back. you got to take it back. And so I'm encouraging men out there to do what you need to do to take it back. And that doesn't mean forcing your hand. It means living up to the responsibilities and stepping in and and owning it. Saying no and yes in all the right places. Exactly. This is a good time for us to jump in with a quick break. We're talking today with Danny Johnson. She's author of the book, Grooming the Next Generation for Success. And uh, this, by the way, I'll let you know ahead of time, is a two-part program. We're dealing more with Danny's story and trying to settle on a definition of what success really needs to look like for the Christian family and especially for the Christian parents trying to groom their kids. Next week, more of the nuts and bolts of it. But we're going to take a quick break and be back to wrap up today's program on Licensed to Parent right after this. Remember back in the late 80s and early 90s as the Internet hit the scene? You know, the information superhighway? We had great hopes that this new knowledge economy would make our teens more aware, diversify their tastes, and improve their verbal skills. But the enlightenment didn't happen. Technology has had the opposite effect. What once promised great hope for the future is now used to indulge in diversions. The Dumbest Generation by Mark Bauerlein, subtitled How the Digital Age Stupefies Young Americans and Jeopardizes Our Future, or Don't Trust Anyone Under 30, presents a portrait of the young American mind at this critical juncture, revealing the true cost of the digital age and our last chance to fix it. The Dumbest Generation by Mark Bauerlein, available in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherd's Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. 
Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed to parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, and you can find us online at licensedtoparent.org. Incidentally, as I mentioned, our guest today is Danny Johnson, author of the book Grooming the Next Generation for Success. If you'd like to find a copy of that book or find out more about Danny and her uh, speaking engagements and the many things that she's doing to help the poor, you can find out more on her website, which is dannyjohnson.com, and that's spelled D-A-N-I, Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com. Uh, and uh, Trace, uh, we've been trying to set a table, if you will, this week on the program to get a definition for success and and find out what we as parents need to be aiming towards. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so where do we need to go? Yeah, so many parents uh, define their kids' success in terms of grades, future income, size of their home, the kind of car they drive, and you know, being upwardly mobile. Uh, Danny, can our kids' futures be considered successful without any of these things? Our children's future, is their success is not determined by what car they drive or what house they live in by any stretch of the imagination. The reality is, is that def- the definition of success is personal unto each individual person. I mean, every person was wired and designed by our creator for something specific, for something beautiful. And we were wired with different personalities and different desires. And so what I've watched happen in uh, with my clients at dannyjohnson.com all these years is so many people that were trained by their parents, programmed by their parents, even pushed by their parents to go after houses and cars and stuff and go into debt as a direct result to get it. And they were miserable, absolutely Mm -hmm. miserable. And why? Because maybe that person was wired for something completely different. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, what grade do you give Christian parents in this area of grooming their kids for success today? Oh my gosh, did you just ask me what grade do I give Christian <laughs> yeah, parents for parents, raising their kids I for success? Parents, I want our parents to hear this from someone who has achieved success, yeah. Hey, let, me, let me just give you some facts. 98% of the population ends up dead or dead broke at the age of 65, depending on their family, friends, and federal government for their main source of income, Christian or non-Christian. Mm-hmm. I don't know, let me answer it this way. One out of two marriages fail. Christian marriages, one out of two fail. Uh, Give me a break. Uh, Christians are in as much debt sometimes more than non-Christian homes. What do you mean? What's the answer? We are doing worse than the world at grooming our next generation for success. People of no faith have better 
odds than the church has today. When I look at, because again, my crowds are secular. And so I have Buddhists in there. I have Jews in there. I have uh, Christians. I have every every brand of Christianity that's in there, whether it's Catholic or it's Presbyterian or it's charismatic, evangelical, you name it. And what I can tell you is that the most bound up human beings that I encounter are Christians. I think that's why Jesus didn't like religion. Exactly. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah, I, I, think <laughs> I that, don't either. But but when you say Christian, it's synonymous with religion in the eyes of most secular people. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a great big difference that uh, uh, the world needs to, to understand. We've not given them a good model that there is a difference between religion and um, genuine Christianity. Uh, but what do you see as, as parents' uh, number one priority, perhaps uh, something they're, they're grossly neglecting in this whole grooming process? What's the number one thing? If they can only change one thing today, what would it be? Wake up and do your job. <laughs> the Bible is very clear. You see, what I found is that that Christian homes largely think that they've got it all together if they're bringing their kids to church and they're sending their kids to youth group and they have them a part of a Christian camp and they're listening to Christian music and only watching Christian videos. This is absolutely giving away your parental right to still media and outside circumstances. So for me, in my personal opinion, make sure your marriage is right. Make sure your own personal walk with God is correct. Make sure that you are following his ways with how you treat your spouse because the kids are watching. Number two, realize that somebody is grooming your children for failure every day. It's your job to teach your children how to have emotional success. It is your job to teach your children how to have physical success, how to teach your children how to have relationship success. There are things they must be equipped with in order to succeed and even know how to make money. Your job is to teach them how to make money, how to teach them how to stay out of debt and how to become investors. Your job is to teach them how to solve problems. Your job is to teach them how to know how to motivate other people, starting with their siblings and other schoolmates. We're out of time, but I got to ask you one quick thing to end this thing and we'll pick up on, on, on program too. But what advice can you give parents who've totally blown it uh, they're willing to repent. Um, yes, I'll tell you about Joy Randall, who when I met her, both of her children were completely estranged from her, meaning they had such a toxic childhood with her. She was a toxic woman. She got a hold of grooming the next generation for success. Now, you would think that her children who were in their 20s, and she knew she blew it. She blew it really, really bad. She used the scripting that is inside of this book to be able to mend those fences, go back to them, and bring complete complete restoration to those relationships. It has been several years now. This woman's relationship with her children is as though nothing bad ever happened in those kids' childhoods. Kids are resilient. So they will God forgive. can turn it around when you have the right tools Amen. and the right principles in your hands. So grooming the next generation for success, I can't recommend it enough. We have thousands of testimonials just like that one. I recommend it, and I uh, I think we're going to use that as one of, uh, well, we have many, but uh, we'll We'll put it on the resource list for our, our families at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you. 
Danny, we are grateful that you've agreed to stay with us and do a second program, which uh, those who are listening today will be hearing next time on Licensed to Parent. But again, we've been talking today with Danny Johnson about her book, Grooming the Next Generation for Success. Today, we covered what success looks like. Next week, we're going to continue our conversation, but get more into the nuts and bolts of it. And again, you can find her book and learn more about Danny on her website, Danny, spelled D-A-N-I, Danny Johnson. Dot com. And Danny, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you guys. And this is Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered therapeutic residential program helping teens in crisis and their families. You can learn more about our ministry and even help the work we do with teens by visiting us at LicensedToParent.org and then clicking on the Donate tab. Remember, all donations are tax-deductible and can do so much to provide for a family that can't otherwise afford residential care for their teen. You can also listen to other conversations we've had on a wide range of parenting topics and subscribe to our blog when you visit LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosl, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time. 